It's time to get scrumptious with two sexy English muffins. It sounds delicious and it's adorable. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, I'll tell you what's good, Alex Dyson. <laughs> what's good? Yesterday, did you say... Wait, 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 wait. Yesterday you said, what's the worst thing ever? Yeah, and now I'm telling you what the best thing ever is. All right, what's the best thing ever? Hot summer day, a nice iced drink. You know mm. what I'm talking about? I'm talking about your slushies. I don't oh. want to give out particular brand names, but those sort of drinks. Yeah, um, oh, that's man. that's tricky, okay, because the they often come with the straw shovel, you know, and that's, and that's very, very essential for these Dude, slushy I was going to say, things. you know what's good? Slushies, you know what's bad? Paper straws. Now, <laughs> I know that they're important. I get that. But where's me little shovel? Okay. Yeah, you need you need to scoop that. Oh, scoop that you need slush. to scoop. And by the end, oh, I'm just sucking at the end of this paper straw just mm. until it turns into some goopy mm. muck. It's gross. And I'm if thinking, you just, just drink your slush, then you just end up with colourless ice. Yeah. And, and as the last part of your slush, no good. No good. And you know what sucks though? I'm getting to the age where it's it's pretty uncool for me to be drinking slushy drinks. <laughs> Like you don't see, you don't see enough balding middle-aged dudes <laughs> like me just wrapping their lips around a slushy and just yeah. sucking away unashamedly. <laughs> yeah. Like I was in the yeah. meeting yesterday. I was in our meeting yesterday. Eat the and slush. I, and I, yeah, and I felt embarrassed because I really wanted to dig in there and just scoop <laughs> it in, and and we're having chats about what we're going to do on the show, and I'm just wanting to enjoy my slushy. What age is too old for like a, a chuppa chup? Well, that's the thing. See, we're starting to get. To, see, it just this is where life just gets sucked out of you. You know what I mean? Like, I think if adults had more slushies in their life, mm. there'd be a lot less visits to the therapist. Well, I think yeah, you got to do that. Otherwise, you're turning to the human form of the colourless ice. No <laughs> yeah. flavour whatsoever. You need a bit of flavour. Hey, I'll tell you what's got flavour though. Today's episode of oh, Matt and Alex flavor, All Day baby. Breakfast. This Grab your scoops. This ain't no hubba bubba <laughs> losing flavour in those 30 seconds. This is an all day sucker uh, because we've got. <laughs> We have got content out the wazoo, including Matt O'Kine. You're going to be jumping up on the podium, getting down on your knees and groveling a little bit later on. Always love when you do that. We're going to find out what you discovered about your house and the Turkin lives. We'll be talking about it all today on All Day Breakfast. So thank you for joining us. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Hey, Matt, pretty sad news over the weekend. Uh, you might have seen a lot of people paying tributes to Sophie, who was a Grammy-nominated uh, producer, musical artist, who was so influential in the amount of music that they were able to put out and the collaborators that they were able to work with, you know, working with Madonna, Charlie XCX, uh, a bunch of people. And, yeah, I was seeing heaps of tributes from, like, whether it's, you know, Future Classic, Record Label, People like Godlands in Australia, Nina Las Vegas, uh, very, very sad to hear the news. Only 34 years old, which is, um, yeah, pretty incredible. You can have such an impact in that time. But yeah, quite quite sad news coming through in that regard. Absolutely. I wasn't across Sophie's work very much, but I did a Google after I heard the news and listened to a couple of tracks on YouTube. Um, face shopping, an absolute face melting track with an incredible mm. video as well. It just showed the... 
the future, you know, the futurism that uh, they brought to their music and get to understand why it felt like a talent lost too soon. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people very affected, including, as I mentioned, one of the collaborators, Charlie XCX, who put up a um, quite a yeah touching tribute to Sophie, saying it's really hard for me to sum up the special connection I felt with such an amazing person who completely changed my life. So many memories, so many small details, so many different views and incredible feelings and stories. Um, it goes on and is, yeah, really, really moving stuff to Sophie, who did pass away over the weekend. But our producer, Bron, we're going to get you on. because Were you familiar with Sophie's work too much? Oh, not really. Mm. Um, but I did see heaps of the tributes coming through over the weekend. Um, obviously, Charlie XCX's um, stood out a bit because a bit of controversy happened. Yeah, because it is such a sad event. But <laughs> I tell you what, TikTokers have a way... Uh, of making have everything a, about themselves. That's the word I'm looking for because whilst Charlie XEX put up that tribute, a lot of Charlie's fans, of which there are many, understandably many, um, really wanted to, you know, make her feel a lot better in this situation and post were posting tributes to her, uh, Bron. Yeah, so they were posting for Charlie XEX. They were doing the hashtag here for Charlie. So that was trending all throughout Twitter. Sorry. And then Charlie D'Amelio, who is probably TikTok's biggest star. She has over 107 million followers on TikTok. She put up a tweet saying, I'm looking through the here for Charlie hashtag and oh my goodness, you are all so sweet to me. You have no idea how much your kind words warm my heart. I am so lucky to have you all by my side. I love you, Bebs. Read the room, (laughs) D'Amelio. Bit awkward. Oh my God. So cringe. Has Charlie D'Amelio come out and sort of corrected the record and said, oh, I'm sorry, I realise that's not about me? (laughs) She's since deleted the tweet. Yes, you would hope so. Look, I mean, everyone makes mistakes. We've all all thought that, um, you know, something was meant for us when it's not. Um, I'm well, sure you have as well, haven't you, Dyson? Well, let's get Chris Marsh in the studio because uh, audio producer, you've had a bit of a mistaken identity cringe at one point, Marsh. <laughs> there was a funny story around here a few years ago at the ACRAS, which is the Australian Commercial Radio Awards, and uh, a colleague of mine was up for an award, um, but, you know, we're quite lowly in the company and seated up the back and... Uh, well, the audio producers never get the, uh, yeah. you know, the accolades that the big, the, loud, you know, on-air presenters do. Exactly, they're bloody shock jocks, <laughs> the Alan Joneses of the world. <laughs> anyway, they won the award and got up ready to go and um, accept it, but they were obviously so far back in the room that it was taking so long to get to the front of the room that the boss of the radio station at the front of the room, thinking no one was there to accept it, jumped up, (laughs) ran on stage and took the award and all the glory. And so this one award that this guy had been waiting so long to win, he didn't even get his moment on stage because he was seated so far from the stage. He was probably standing halfway to the stage blocking someone's view. Someone was probably going, Oi, get down in front. We're trying to watch the awards. Such a Zoolander and Hansel (laughs) moment (laughs) there. Goodness me. Uh, But it isn't the first time someone has neglected to you know, read the hashtag correctly and figure out where it's coming from. Um, In fact, there's a number of instances, Matt, where hashtags have gone wrong. There's been a bit of a mistaken identity. Um, We've managed to compile a list of them right here. (laughs) 
first of all was that infamous occasion where Lester Holt, who is the newsreader at NBC and a big fan of the Dr. Dre song, Forgot About Dre, um, he was very indignant when he saw the hashtag trending, lest we forget, and tweeted back at everyone, never forget about lest. Um, after a swift backlash, uh, he went to live with Yasmin Abdel-Majid. After Sydney received its hottest Australia Day uh, since 1960, a lot of pe- people who went to the beach on the day crammed the beaches. Uh, we're talking about how hot it was getting on their feet as they walked from the water. They hashtagged Bernie... Ooh, ouchie, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders thought it was all about him. Actually about the, the Bernie Sand. Ooh. It was actually, I was involved in one because I remember at the time I saw a very clever marketing hashtag from um, from Dyson, the vacuum cleaner makers, and it was hashtag Dyson sucks. Um, so I thought, good on them. Turned out it was just a group of teenagers who think I'm lame. <laughs> <laughs> who could forget when the small town of Langdon in New Hampshire were getting praised for having the smallest covered bridge in the state. And bridge watchers all tweeted, all eyes on Langdon. Uh, of course, Channel 9 newsreader Alison Langdon oh, thought it was about <laughs> all eyes oh, on Langdon. <laughs> and who could forget... Uh, finally, recently, Dan Andrews, Premier of Victoria, was very upset when the hashtag Dictator Dan was trending all over Twitter. Um, he fired back at a few of the people tweeting, uh, only to realise that the tweet, instead of saying Dictator Dan, actually meant Dictat or Dan, uh, where people had to discern <laughs> between a picture of socialite Dan Bilzerian or a penis with a beard tattooed onto it. Turns out telling the difference between two veiny bearded knobs is harder than you think. So let that be a lesson to you all. Read the hashtag first, very carefully. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Now, Matt, after you went for a fitting of your upcoming toupee Merkin combo this week with Tracy from Ascot Wig Makers. Uh, we put up a video of it on our Instagram. Very, very great video. Uh, you get to see the, uh, what's the name of that uh, chip-eating monster again? Oh, the the cobble dock. The cobble dock. Also, I mean, you, uh, straight up, the first frame you'll see is me in the dog hair wig. <laughs> oh, you um, put, that, that, you that, hate did, dogs. Why'd you put a yeah, dog hair wig on? I know. I'm wearing some sort of big hound's dreadlocky wig. Mm. But um, but also, you know, we're realising the further we go on this journey is we truly believe that this is a world first. Um, and we want to make sure that we, we cover our tracks, you know, cross yeah. our T's, dot our I's. Well, that's it. Because when we put it up on um, Instagram saying looking forward to creating the world's first Turkin, um, the question is obviously what's a Turkin? <laughs> not yeah, people that, know about a Tadukin, exactly. that's a different thing. But not knowing that a, uh, a Merkin is a, a pubic hair wig, um, a toupee, obviously the wig, and so the toupee Merkin combo is uh, is what we're working with there. Um, so we need to we need to start spreading the word that Turkins exist. They are real, and matter kind. You will be having one of the world's first. Absolutely, this is the hair equivalent of a hovercraft. Okay, it can <laughs> be two things, and. Uh, 
you know, it goes on water, goes on land. I don't, yeah. <laughs> goes upstairs, goes downstairs. So that's what I'm saying. But you know what happened? You know, Dyson, you, we, we, we were posting the video yesterday and you mentioned, you know, we better put the, better put the word turkin in, in inverted but, commas to make sure that, because it's not a well-known word well, yet. And it's I thought, recently well, coined. Yeah. And I thought, well, does anyone know this word? Has anyone used it before? So we went straight to the only source of words that are kind of words but are not words yet, uh, Urban Dictionary. Yes, that's where that's where all good words and phrases begin. And we had a little look. And look, just to give you a if for whatever reason, okay, you've been under a rock for the last 30 years, you don't know what Urban Dictionary is, okay, it is the home of uh, slang, mm. different words, made-up words, things that have become popular in the vernacular, et cetera, mm. et cetera. It's written by you, okay, you submit the words, all right, and so, for example, uh, there's a couple of words on Urban Dictionary that have been trending for the last couple of weeks. Um, here's one. Uh, Fauci-ouchie. Okay, that's, the, that's a nickname for the COVID-19 vaccine referencing Dr. Anthony Fauci. The Fauci-ouchie. Okay. You yeah, got your then, Fauci-ouchie yet. Yeah, exactly, and yeah. used in context. Oh, I got my Fauci-ouchie today. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I love that a lot. It's not bad. <laughs> um, dream creep. All a right, that's, dream that's a word. creep. Yeah, that's one popular in the last couple of weeks. So when someone you know in real life shows up in your dreams, usually you want this person to f your brains out. Okay, that's what the, this is the definition mm-hmm. in Urban Dictionary. So the example is I haven't had sex in months. Of course, I let Carl dream creep on me. <laughs> right. Okay. So that that's trending words. Oh, for the February. kids in their slang. <laughs> well, there's a lot of sex stuff on this uh, on this <laughs> site. Oh. Two at the moment. Two of the top words at the moment: watermelon sugar and girls who eat carrots. Okay. Both extremely rude words used by the One Direction lads. Oh, goodness. Or, or previously Run Direction lads. Watermelon sugar being coined oh. by Harry Styles. Louis Tomlinson. What does girls watermelon sugar mean? Because that's, that's just a nice song about eating some melon, isn't it? No, this is completely vulgar. Definitely with the film clip, it looked like it was an innuendo for something I can't repeat <laughs> on the podcast. I think it's a slang word for... Um, the type of stuff that Cardi B and Megan the Stallion produce. <laughs> would that be right, Bron? Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. Okay. Yes. Okay. You turn on the Cardi tap and you get a bit of watermelon sugar. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Okay. Ghetto spread is another word on Urban Dictionary. That's like a charcuterie board, but much lower class. Oh, right. So you're chucking okay, the Ritz so. on instead of the Savoy's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we're look, looking to invent Turkin, so how can we make sure that Urban Dictionary puts it on? Well, this is the problem. It's already in there. Turkin's in there? Turkin is in there. As? From 2008. Get this, right? Submitted by Carnage44 on April 24th, 2008. Tw- 13 years ago. Okay, this is the definition of Turkin. Epitomizes the greatest, the most immense, the supreme, and the paramount one. Basically, the fundamental individual. Here's the example that Carnage 44 used Chuck Norris is the Turkin. <laughs> All right. Now, to give you an example of how badly this sank. <laughs> All right. It's got an eight thumbs up in the last 13 years, all right? <laughs> we can do better than that. Yeah, we, we need to We can take that. over Turkin from the top de- definition of Urban Dictionary and turn it into a real thing. So please, T-E-R-K-I-N, 
That's how we're spelling it, right? <laughs> that is how we're spelling it. <laughs> we should. We actually should need to be clear about that. Yes, we are. Okay. Um, and and we've only submitted it just today. Okay, so it may not be approved yet, but keep an eye on it, please. We mm. need to see your upvotes. Exactly. And stay tuned. Tracy is eagerly working on the turkin, and it's going to be with us in the next little while. All right. What do you reckon? Time to crack a ghetto spread. <laughs> Order up. That's how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Alex Dyson, I keep thinking my foot doesn't like it, and yet, lo and behold, I keep putting my foot in it. <laughs> oh, my God. Every thing I do, I seem to be... Annoying my partner, Belinda. I'm very sorry, Belle. I just keep doing dumb things that I, and you know. Is, this a, is this a public apology using the Matt and Alex podcast as the forum to, to apologize to Belinda? A hundred percent, okay? I'm, I'm very sorry because two nights ago, I come out of the shower with Sophia. We have a little shower together every yep. night, right? She runs off and, and I'm trying to dry her and everything. And then I lie down on the couch, okay? Okay. Now I still have wet hair. Um, a little bit wet. No, no big deal. It's just going to be on the on well, the yes. armrest of the couch. Well, it's a but little bit wet because there's a little bit of hair. It's not. <laughs> it's very it's wet, a little bit damp. but it's only a little hair. So. <laughs> so anyway, I accidentally put my head on Sophia's pajamas. All right, Uh-oh. wet head pajamas. Belle puts Sophia's nappy on, goes to put the pajamas on. Is like, what is this? Oh, and I'm dear. like, oh, whoops, were they there? <laughs> Uh-oh. Anyways, she's like, now I've got to go find different pyjamas. Don't want your daughter to catch a cold. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, the next night, last night, she goes, I've put the pyjamas here. Don't put your head on them. And I'm like, oh, and I got to pretend to put my head on them. Like, what pyjamas? I can't see the pyjamas. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, lying on the couch, stuffing around. Sophia's playing. We're reading books. I go downstairs and then she Belinda just yells out, Oi! I'm like, oh, what? She holds out a pair of pajamas. I don't remember I don't remember what oh. happened, but somehow in all of that, my wet head has soaked her pajamas again. Well, you set, right? up, and set up a water slide in the house, <laughs> going down it in the pajamas. Mate, what, two what? in a row? <laughs> no. And like that wasn't there was no like Oh, rolling my eyes. I've got to go get the new pajamas again. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Like, how could you try to ruin me like this? So, like, I, I, I didn't mean it. I don't even know how they ended up under my head. I'm sorry. I've stuffed up. Mm. I completely openly apologize. And to my partner, Belinda, I love you very much. And I'm sorry. Well, that's it. But not the problem is, Matt, not everyone has a podcast. And sure, this is All Day Breakfast, a.k.a. the um, Sorry Belinda podcast, <laughs> as it appears to turn into most weeks. Um, but um, it is a little bit selfish having this public platform in which you can, you know, make a genuine apology there um, without allowing you to have access to other people who don't have podcasts that they can apologise to their partners on. Well, that's it. I mean, I can say sorry in the privacy mm. of our own home, but it's not going to mean anything if I, unless I'm actually openly telling the world, look, I, I'm, I've made mistakes. And we, we want to give you the opportunity to do the same, you know, to, to, let, to let 
your partner know mm. that you are willing to stand on this national platform and apologise in front of the nation? Introducing the Matt and Alex official Australian partner apology hotline. Your place to be able to get up there and say to that special someone just how sorry you are for being an absolute schnitzel crumb. Bron, do you have any uh, thing you would like to apologise to your partner for? I actually can't think of anything. I'm, re- oh, I'm a right. really oh, good girl. Perfect partner, are <laughs> we? Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, righto, mate. Yeah, it seems like Bron's biggest weakness is being the perfect partner. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you, did you like... Change the channel while Steve was watching the, the I'll tell you what, NBA or something. Belinda could wouldn't I wouldn't mind an apology for Belinda for bloody racing ahead in the audio version of Nine Perfect Strangers getting to the end without me. Listen we to did audio a car books ride. together. We did a car ride together. We're halfway through the audio book by the time the car ride finishes. Nekmin and I know she's she's finished the whole book. Left me, me and way behind in chapter ten. All right, Bron, perfect partner, Marshy, uh, your partner. Got anything to apologise to Josh for? I would like to apologise for Josh for being so insensitive as to give him a kiss on the neck, thus distracting him from his game of Overwatch <laughs> and causing him to lose. <laughs> she as really he very loudly that. told me. Oh, how dare you, Marshy? It's only his. 50th game of the night. (laughs) (laughs) That is it. Well, we opened it to you as well. If you'd like to get in touch via our Instagram, um, please leave your audio recording apology for your partner, just like the following legends. G'day, boys. It's Shane from Perth here. I just want to apologise to my partner, Dee, for slurping up my breakfast smoothies too loud. (laughs) Hey, it's Josh from Adelaide. I just wanted to apologise to my partner Lauren for that one time I brought you a packet of strawberry clouds as a present and I ate the entire packet on my own and you had none. Sorry, honey. (laughs) Hi, it's Jade from Perth and I just wanted to apologise to my partner Aidan for saying I wouldn't be as supportive as Alicia from The Amazing Race is for her partner (laughs) if we were on The Amazing Race. Uh, that is it, the National Partner Apology Hotline. Please, oh. uh, you could get in touch with your audio message. Just leave your name, where you're from, and your apology, matt.and.alex. Oh, oh, yes, oh, Bron. Oh, I thought that you didn't have an apology, <laughs> Bron. You've got your hand up. <laughs> I thought of one. I, I want to apologise to Steve for making him sit through the two-night series of the of the maths reunion on <laughs> Sunday and Monday night. <laughs> a double header. I know. Oh, he's done well. Well, well done, Bron. And uh, what please. about you, Dice? Anything to apologise to Woods is the goods for? Um, this weekend, I'm going to do a preemptive apology. Um, we're moving house this weekend. Oh, so Woods, it better um, be a big one. I'm sorry for snapping. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than watching out for where the pajamas are, why don't you just dry your hair? Oh, look, come on! (laughs) I smell toast. Now, Matt, yesterday on the show, we found out nine years in to you living in your two-bedroom apartment 
uh, you've finally discovered <laughs> something new about your house. Yeah, there's only three, like, three windows in this whole place, you know, not including the balcony doors. How did I not know how that two of them work differently than I thought? It's amazing. So they, instead of just being ones where you just open up the door, they open up the window from the bottom, the, the top pane can also come down and you can do the meet in the middle vibe. So there's two openings, you know what I mean? Top Absolutely. and bottom. Yeah. I just did not know that, man. It's ingenious stuff. Well, it's it shook me. But uh, we wanted to know, what have you discovered about your house? You know, maybe it's got a deep, dirty past. Maybe uh, there's a there's a light switch in the oven that you never knew about. <laughs> we, we asked you on at matt.n.alex and Heather from Indro. Indro Pilly got in touch. Hello, hey, how, how are you guys? Oh, good. So what did you learn about your house? Well, it wasn't me. It was um, a couple, a, friend of, uh, a couple of friends of mine. They were um, house-sitting. And they went to go inspect this house and, you know, there's other people um, checking it out as well. And the real estate agent says, oh, there's this downstairs area, but it's adults only. So they were waiting outside and this um, elderly couple went in first and they quickly came back out and said, oh, no, this isn't the house for us and and left. So (laughs) the friends of mine were like, okay, we'll go check out this adults only room. Um, And they walk in and it's a complete Fifty Shades of Grey sex dungeon, whips, mats on the ground, swings, corsets, everything you can imagine. There was like these, like the bottom half of uh, mannequins with the corsets on, and it was just a massive sex dungeon in this house. It's a Whoa. Bonus. I wonder if you'd pay more or less for that house. You know I mean? like, to, for me, I'm like, well, this is a wasted room. Like, yeah. uh, I'd just prefer yeah, a soft mat to do yoga in. But... but the weirdest part was, like, while the inspections were happening, the owners of the house are just chilling in, in the living area. No. So, wait, it was a rental. People walking through. <laughs> You're and kidding me. And walking back through and being like, oh, hello. <laughs> nice sex dungeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should have squeezed them on the price because they obviously don't mind that kind of thing. Um, all <laughs> Can right. Can transform it into something else? Or? <laughs> yeah, this looks like a nice home office. Imagine, <laughs> imagine the, your Zoom background when you're working from home on that <laughs> Anyway, thanks dark. very much, Heather. <laughs> thanks, boys. We've also got Lani from Perth joining us. G'day, Lani. Hi, how you doing? Not Good, too thanks. bad. What's your uh, little secret? Uh, so, so when we bought our place... Um, we didn't know until we'd actually already purchased it, but it used to be owned by drug dealers. Oh. But we'd been here for a few months and we got home from work one day and my dog Biscuit had dug up the corner of something in the backyard. Um, so my husband went out and he realised it was a tarp. So we started helping Biscuit dig it up and he ended up finding an empty cavity and we were thinking, look out, we're on here, we've found some drugs, we've found some money, we've found some weapons. No, nah, it was just a whole car wheel. Um, so my husband kept digging, thinking maybe it was like a stash point and he ended up digging up a full size rug and I'm a bit of a a crime fan. So my first thought was, here we go. We've got a body in the backyard. (laughs) Um, You're surprisingly chirpy about this. Chill about this lady. This is terrifying. (laughs) But it ended up just being a massive rubbish pit. So he pulled out two full-size rugs and about five pool filters. And what had happened was when the house was repossessed by the bank, instead of going to the tip, they just filled the old Marin Pond with rubbish. 
Um, and we didn't want to empty it all out, so we just filled it back in and grew grass over the top. What? There's probably evidence to a crime there. Like, I'm, I'm feeling like that that, that tyre probably, there's probably some prints, some tyre prints in a forest somewhere. Out, you know, like five pool filters? Yeah, well, see, when I met our back neighbours for the first time, um, and I'd mentioned about the rubbish pit that we had in the backyard. The back neighbours were like, oh, my God, the Marin. And then they told me a story about how they'd actually found, after winter, they pulled the cover back on their pool and there was just a Marin just chilling in their pool. And my neighbour, bless his cotton socks, he's a bloody sweetheart, he took it to the vet. Just <laughs> What's a marin? A little marin to the vet. What's a marin? Yeah. A marin's like a. It's like a it's like cross a between a fawn, a prawn, and a crayfish oh. thingy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he's taking it to the vet just to make sure this thing's okay, and they were like, "Oh, well, you can eat it, or you can like <laughs> just take it to the local lake." So we took it to the lake to let it escape. But yeah, so not only did we find something in our backyard, the neighbours found a marin in their pool as well. <laughs> And yeah, it had the potential to be such a good story, but that was how we found rugs, not drugs. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what they say, always take the rugs, uh, Lani. So thank you very much for joining us and uh, we'll catch you next time. My pleasure, boys. Yes, thank you very much for joining us on All Day Breakfast today. Always a pleasure hanging out around in your earlobes for a little while every morning. Hey, thank you so much to Heather and Lani for getting in touch as well with their stories about what their house, what secrets their household. I mean, it is so awesome to hear from you all the time. So please keep in touch with us at matt.m.alex is how you can do that. And we do like we did today. Voice memos, if you just want to record your voice, you know, or if you want to get in touch with us on the call, or if you just want to send a text, just however you want to get in touch, please do. We'll be doing the uh, the segment, the Australian National Public Partner Apology Hotline again, so get the memos coming through. We'll compile a few, and uh, Australian partners will finally be, um, hopefully be able to accepting some apologies. But speaking of voice memos, Matt, we're going to leave you with one today from M. Uh, she's at M around the globe, and uh, on the topic of Matthew, uh, unexpected house guests, uh, M had an interesting one the other day, so we're going to leave you with that one today. Hope you had a great day, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Bye. Hey, Matt and Alex. I just want to get in touch to say thank you, because the other day I was driving to work, and I was listening to your podcast, and... It was the part where Matt was talking about uninvited guests and Alex said something about what, like, huntsman's on the roof. And I'm sitting in my car and I look, as you say that, I look in my rear vision mirror and on my back window there is a massive, massive huntsman. (laughs) And I'm terrified, like, completely petrified of huntsman's. So I start panicking and I can't breathe and I'm crying and I don't know what to do. So I keep driving... I get two minutes down the road, I'm out the front of work, and there's fire engines blocking the entrance to work. So I'm like, great, I'm going to have to park somewhere else and walk over. So I do that and I find this man standing next to his car. So I park up next to him and wind down my window on the opposite side to where the huntsman previously was. And I'm like, hey, are you afraid of spiders? And he's like, no. And I was like, can you please check the outside of my car just to make sure 
like that the huntsman's not near my door when I get out so that I can get away from the car and I'm like I'm crying and not breathing properly and he looks at me and he's like ask someone else and I was like oh no so then someone comes up walking behind him and he's holding an umbrella and um he's with his girlfriend and I yell out and I'm like hey can you please just check the outside of my car for a huntsman I'm really scared of them I need to get out of my car and he's like okay so he walks up and he walks around and I get out because it's all clear and I'm out of the car and I'm still crying and panicking and then the man on the other side is like it's here so the man with the umbrella walks over puts this massive huntsman on the umbrella and he starts twirling the umbrella as the huntsman crawls around it and disappears (laughs) off across the road into the distance (laughs) So it was a really, really weird morning for me and I just wanted to say thanks for um, bringing all my nightmares to life. See ya. That was great. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.